so thankful that that day is coming there is a better day coming and we think about uh, in this this uh, sin sick world and we think about disease and we think about heartache and despair and and um, all, all the things and goes on in this world uh, the best is yet to come for the believer and I'm looking forward to that day and I pray that until then that we'll be faithful to the Lord and we'll serve the Lord and um, we'll have joy in our hearts and there's nothing like knowing the Lord, nothing like being able to be a part of God's work, nothing like having that stability in life that comes through a personal relationship with Christ, and I'm so thankful for that, and I'm grateful that you're here today. Uh, I want to welcome you to Liberty First Baptist Church, and also those of you that are joining online, I'm glad that you're joining in with us, and, and I just want to um, just remind you that our students will be heading up to Look Up Lodge next weekend, uh, we'll be uh, meeting and, and heading out on Friday. Uh, this coming Friday, so we want to pray for them and, and uh, look up as a special place, and, and I pray that, uh, that it'll be a wonderful time, a great retreat for our students, want to remember them in prayer, and um, also uh, next Sunday we're going to, uh, Lord willing, be having a baby dedication, so that's always a special time, and, and again, if you have a, a family member, a baby, grandchild, or, or, or whatever that you would like to be a part of this, just let me know. We'd love to include them in part of, of our, our baby dedication that's coming up. And, um, and then also on the 23rd, it's going to be Sanctity of Human Life Day. And uh, we'll be celebrating human life. And we know that, uh, that we're made in the image of God and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in our mother's womb by uh, the great Creator Himself. And so uh, we'll be celebrating that um, on the 23rd. And uh, Kelly Fowler uh, is going to be sharing her testimony and, 
and uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a special time. And, and then uh, we're, we're going to be having a, a men's prayer breakfast uh, coming up uh, the end of the month. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet that's at the Welcome Center. Uh, looking forward to meeting together. It's the last Saturday of the month. And, and um, I'm, I'm grateful that we'll be able to get together at 8 o'clock on that Saturday morning and have a great breakfast together. Uh, Doug is going to be uh, preparing breakfast for us, and it's going to be a good time together, good fellowship. We need that, men, and so I hope you'll come and join us on that day. And, and um, also, Lord willing, we're going to be mounting a, a, a big flat screen on the back balcony uh, back there, and uh, we'll be doing some work as well. There's some LED. Uh, uh, we'll be replacing fluorescent tubes and, and kind of just changing out some lights and things like that, and just good fellowship, good time together, men. Uh, so I hope you'll join us for that and, uh, and help us prepare for that. If you'll sign up, let us know you're coming. And, of course, friends are, are available as well. I invite your friend to come and, and, and join us. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that time together with our men. And also we have a marriage retreat planned uh, on February 18th through the 19th. And uh, this will be at the Dillard House. It will be overnight. Uh, we'll be starting on that Friday evening, have a wonderful meal together. And then my good friend uh, Jeremy Merck, pastor at Norris First Baptist, is going to come and share some sessions with us. And, and, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a great breakfast that Saturday morning and then close out with a session and, and should be done around lunchtime. And, and uh, so there's information at the Welcome Center, and I hope you'll sign up for that. I hope you'll make plans to, to be with us, couples. Uh, it's going to be a special time, so just want to remind you uh, about that. And, um, and then we have a spring revival planned as well in April. Um, Zach Shaw, pastor at Jones Avenue Baptist Church, is going to be with us, and it'll be right there around Easter time, and so looking forward to that. So a lot of things coming up, a lot of things to be in prayer for. Uh, we have a lot of folks. Uh, right now we know the Omicron variant and COVID is kind of spreading like wildfire right now, and, and uh, so we want to pray for those. I know there are those that are watching right now that's not able to come. Maybe you're quarantined or, or, or you may have tested positive, and so our prayers are with you. Uh, we're going to pray for you this morning and uh, pray the Lord's mercy and God will touch and bring healing. And uh, we want to remember those uh, right now that's battling sickness, that's not able to be with us today. And um, also continue to pray for Patsy Morris. Uh, she's been uh, recovering from her dislocated hip where she fell. And, uh, and uh, Lord willing, she's expected to come home on Tuesday. So that's good news and praise the Lord for that. And uh, just continue to pray for Miss Patsy and also continue to pray for uh, Jean Watson as well as she recovers from her stroke. And, of course, Jeffrey Turner. Um, this is a family member of uh, George and Bobby Jackson. Continue to pray for him. He's had a long a journey uh, battling COVID. And uh, so uh, good news, though, and, and some good updates lately. I'm grateful for that. We want to continue to pray for, uh, uh, for Jeffrey. And, and um, maybe you have a special request on your heart this morning. And uh, as I just encourage you to come and, and join us around the altar. Um, David Brown is not with us today and he's having a tough time and if you'll just remember David especially as we pray this morning and um, that's what we're supposed to do as the family of God is, is bear each other's burdens and pray for one another support and encourage each other and so um, if you have a special request um, if you want to let us know about it even if it's unspoken you want prayer support uh, I encourage you to fill these out on our visitor cards and, um, and then uh, when the offering plate is passed if you'll just drop that in and we want to pray with you um, about these requests that you may have. And, and I'm so thankful that, um, that no matter what we face as believers, we don't face it alone. God is with us. He's faithful every step of the way. And, um, and I pray that God will be our strength and we will let God be our strength as we trust Him and rely on Him. But I encourage you to come. Maybe there's some things this, this morning that you're anxious about. Maybe there's some, uh, some prayer requests that you might have. And and the altar is open, and I want to invite those of you who would to come and join us around the altar this morning as we have the privilege of calling on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in prayer together. Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to call on your name. We know right now, Lord, that the great high priest our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is praying for us right now as we unite our hearts together and call on your name and God we pray right now we take time to pray because we need you Lord without you we're nothing God you tell us that in your word that without you we can do nothing but praise God that with you Lord we can do all things we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength and we rejoice in that and we claim that this morning 
And we ask for your help and for your strength and for your blessing today. Lord, I've heard some prayer requests today about workplaces and, and uh, dealing with, uh, with uh, vaccine mandates and things like this. And, and uh, we think about, uh, about COVID and, and two years later, Lord, it's still around. And, and, and Lord, it causes us to be anxious. But I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you're sovereign and God, you know all about it. And so we're not, we're not informing you about anything, but we're turning to you for help and for strength. Lord, there are those that are not here right now, Lord, because uh, they're battling sickness and some are battling COVID. I pray for your mercy and I pray for your healing touch, dear God. You're the great physician. And Lord, I pray that we'll look to you. Could it be, Lord, that these last two years, Lord, is with all the uncertainties, God, that you are trying to get our attention. And I pray, Lord, that we'll listen and we'll respond by faith and Lord, we'll repent, Lord, of our sin and turn to you and trust in you and desire you and your ways for our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray for our church family. Would you put a hedge protection about us? Lord, we have loved ones, Lord, that's not able to be with us today. And I pray that you'll be merciful, Lord. I pray for your healing touch. Lord, keep us safe is our prayer. And I just ask God that you'll meet with us today. Speak to us, Lord, as we focus on your word about how we should live. Lord, have your way and will. We just thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. And Lord, I just ask that you'll touch us. I pray you'll speak, that we'll receive and trust you by faith, Lord Jesus. In your name we ask. And all God's people said, amen. This time I'm asking if you would, would you stand together and let's greet each other. Tell somebody you love them this morning. God bless. seats if you'll join me as we turn to page 335 standing on the promises
start this new year. How many of you have already missed that first New Year's resolution? You've eaten the cake or, or, you know. I don't even bother making that resolution anymore. If it happens, it happens. It's not even worthwhile. But, you know, as I go into this new year, I'd rather have Jesus than the weight loss, than the big bank account, than the big house. Because if I've got Jesus, nothing else matters. Sometimes I feel no one's ever been in this place before. This is hard 
and I'm not sure I can do this anymore. I know someday I'll look back and all this won't seem real. But Lord, right now I need you to know just how I feel. When there are no words to say and no prayer that I can pray, hear my heart. When I don't have strength to try and I've cried all I can cry, hear my heart cause you know every fear and every doubt I cannot speak you know all the ways I need you and all the ways I'm weak so I'll be quiet so you can hear my heart every now and then I recall a simple phrase or melody it comforts and it quiets it lifts me up and then it carries me far beyond the pain and hurt I think will never end a song speaks words I cannot and calms the fears within when there are no words to say and no prayer that I can pray hear my heart when I don't have strength to try and I've cried all I can cry hear my heart cause you know every fear and every doubt I cannot speak you know all the ways I need you and all the ways I'm weak so I'll be quiet so you can hear my heart Lord I'll be quiet so you can hear my heart well you know prayer really is a, a two-way street we, I'm grateful that, that we can call on the Lord no matter what. He's always um, on call, so to speak. And God never rests. He never gets tired. I shared this at FCA on, uh, on Friday morning, first time we'd had uh, FCA in, in two years, in over two years. And I was so thankful to be able to share with those students that the one that we believe and trust in, the Creator God, who is sovereign, who spoke the universe into existence with just his spoken word. The power of God who raised the dead, that same God is the one that we call on and the one that we pray to, the one that made us and knows us more than we could possibly imagine and loves us with an everlasting love that we could never comprehend. We just look to the cross and we just stand amazed at the love of God. And I just want to encourage you this morning to remind you of his amazing love and remind you that God is faithful and when we call on his name I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that our great high priest the Lord Jesus and I think I heard this in the message of Donna's song that even when we can't put it into words you know with groanings that can't be uttered Romans 8:26 says that uh, that's a language that God understands so don't put pressure on yourself to pray a perfect prayer even if you can't put it into words God knows isn't that wonderful this morning? What a great comfort and a great hope 
that we find. And so little wonder does Romans 8.28 that follows that verse say all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to His purpose. Is it His purpose or your purpose this morning? I pray that my purpose and that our purpose is God's purpose, that we seek the Lord and we know that all things work together for good. And sometimes that seems you know, hard to understand. How can certain things work together for good? But with God, all things is possible if we'll just believe and keep praying and keep trusting in Him. He is absolutely faithful. And uh, we're coming up on a time here where, uh, where I've, I've been here at Liberty First Baptist Church now eight years. And, um, and, and I think about I'd rather have Jesus, you know, more than kings or lands or, or any of that. And I'm reminded this past week of what C.H. Spurgeon said. If I could today become a king or emperor... I would not give up my office as a preacher. I am so thankful for the God's calling in my life to be faithful to preach His Word. Not my Word, but God's Word. And I just assure you that that's what I try to do, is, is not give you, you know, my, my opinions or my brainstorms, but I try to give you the faithful Word of God because His Word is true. It doesn't matter what I think, and it doesn't matter what we think, but what God says is what matters. And that's where the authority's at. And so here this morning, I want us to look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 through 9. And I want to preach to you a message this morning entitled, How Christians Should Live. And of course, here we are at a new year. I include in 2022, as we face a new year. This is how we ought to live. This is how we should live. And uh, we find these principles right here in the very Word of God. And God's Word is true. We can always believe and trust God's Word. It always works out good for us when we will apply God's Word to our life. And I pray that that's exactly what we'll desire to do here this morning. So follow along with me this morning in uh, Philippians chapter 4. And, uh, and we'll begin in verse 2 and go through verse 9. I implore Euodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion... Help these women who labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. It is true. It is powerful. It's a two-edged sword. Lord, I pray today that we'll receive it. We'll apply it to our hearts and lives. Holy Spirit of God, would you move in and out of this place today, in and out of hearts today, and may we respond and say yes to you today, placing our faith in you and, and putting ourselves under the authority of your word. Have your way and will, we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Uh, I, want to, um, I want to share with you this morning that, you know, there's various opinions about how to live. I mean, if we go out on the streets of liberty and ask people their opinion about how we should live, you're going to get a, a, a vast variety of things. I mean, if you were to poll Americans today, just imagine that, getting feedback from Americans about how we should live. There's going to be a variety of things. And I'm not saying all those opinions are wrong and that all those opinions are bad. But I want to remind us this morning that the best place, the best source to look about how we should live, it's not in a magazine, it's not a blog, it's not a TV show or some you know, movie. The best source that we have about how to live is right here in the written Word of God. So let's focus this morning on Philippians chapter 4 and consider how we as believers ought to live, especially here in 2022. I want us to see, first of all, in these first two verses, verses 2 and 3, that we're to be united. Paul mentioned two ladies, Eudora and Syncte, 
and, and implored them to work together. Now, for some reason, they needed to hear this. I don't know if they were at odds with each other, if they were arguing or what. They may not have been. It may have just been, you know, that uh, things were going great and Paul just told them, you know, to work together. But obviously, they needed to hear this. And I wonder if there are at least two here this morning that needs to hear the message of work together. We need to be united. We need to work together. Notice this once again in, uh, in verse 2. I urge you, Paul, or uh, I implore you, Eudodia and Sincte, to be of the same mind, but notice this, in the Lord. It's not unity for the sake of unity, you know, which could be compromised just for the sake of unity. That's not at all what Paul is saying. He's not saying that we've got to be unified no matter what. And even if we have to compromise and, and believe a lie, we've got to be unified. No, he says to be of the same mind in who? In the Lord. But we're to honor God. You know, we're to trust God and be unified together with the same desire. We're heading in the same direction. We want to live for God. We want to trust God. We want God's way and God's will in our life. And that's the unity that we ought to have. Be unified together. And so here, these two ladies are being implored by, by Paul to, uh, to be unified, to be of the same mind in the Lord. So how do we live in 2022? Well, as believers, we ought to be united together desiring to honor God and, and desiring to cherish His Word and to pray. Have all that in common. That, that's, what the, that's what we ought to be unified together in. To work together. Let's not be at odds. Let's love the Lord and love each other so that we might effectively be witnesses and spread the gospel. The greatest news, the most powerful news this world has ever known. And that's going to be a powerful testimony. When God's people are taken seriously their walk with God and they're praying and they're, and they're trusting God and they're, they're living their life they're coming under the authority of God's word and desiring God's way let's be unified in that let's trust God's word and let's, let's be unified to spread the gospel then Paul focused on the entire church of Philippi notice in verse 3 I urge you also true companion help these women who labor with me in the gospel with Clement also and of the rest of my fellow worker, workers whose names are in the book of life Paul is telling the entire church of Philippi you know to, to work together he's imploring them to work together with these two ladies that he just mentioned and also Clement and the rest that have, that have worked together for the sake of the gospel unity oh that ought to be our desire is to be unified together to be the people that God wants us to be to not be silent about the hope that we have in Jesus. To spread the good news and let people see Jesus in us. That ought, we ought to be heading in the same direction on that. It's not my agenda. It's, it's, not, it's not my goals. But it's God's way. And God's message. And the difference that Jesus makes. Listen students. You have friends that you go to school with. And classmates that need to see the light that you have of Jesus in your heart and life. We need to be that reflection. Listen, adults, you have co-workers that need to hear the good news. And not only hear it, but see the good news, the difference of trusting Jesus and what that makes. We need to be His witnesses and be unified together for the glory of God. You know, could it be that the things that maybe we're at odds with each other about or the things that we, that we argue about sometimes, could it be that that could be a distraction from the evil one to keep our focus from the Lord and from sharing the good news? Could it be that that's just a distraction and we get sidetracked off of, off of some, some, some distraction, whatever it might be? We're arguing, we're not, we're not unified together. Now listen, I, I stand before you this morning, I don't, I don't know of any, of any cliques or any, uh, any group that's mad at one group. I, I think everybody on this side, I think everybody over here loves everybody over here, right? I mean, I don't think y'all... Y'all sit over here to avoid those people over here, right? I, I don't think that's the case, um, you know, and, and I don't think, I think those that, of you that sit in the middle, I, I don't think that you sit there because you don't want to sit over on either side, you know. You, you, listen, it's amazing. I, I don't know who I was talking to about this. I think it was last week, but we're creatures of habit, aren't we? I mean, I can, I can come in here on Monday morning and close my eyes and I can see each of you because I know where you sit. And, and also, if, if you're not here, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, I can, okay, they're not in their seat. 
Now, I, now, now look, look at Miss Betsy over there. Miss Betsy's kind of thrown me a, a, a wrinkle here. She used to sit right here in the middle. But now she's, she's come over here to this side. You know, and, and so I, I think Miss Betsy's not here. And it's like, oh, there she is right over there. Uh, but I believe with all my, I, don't, I believe we're a loving church, as we should be. And I think that if we love God and love the Lord, uh, then we're going to love each other. Now, there's going to be disagreements, but we're not going to let that sidetrack us from doing what we ought to do. And I think that's what Paul is talking about here. He's reminding these two ladies that were obviously valuable in the kingdom work and reminding them about Clement and, and the whole uh, family of God here at Philippi. He's reminding them uh, to work together, to share together in the work of spreading the gospel. And so how do we live in 2022? Let's begin with being unified. Unified together with the greatest message, the most powerful message, the life-changing message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and that's, that's where I believe it begins. But notice also how important is unity among the believers. Don't miss what, uh, what Paul writes in the last part of verse 3. He's talking about the fellow workers, and he's talking about those that labor for Christ. That's a part of the work of God. And he says in the last part of verse 3, whose names are in the book of life. How important is unity and working together for the gospel? How important is it? I believe that unity for the sake of the gospel, that is working together to glorify the Lord and honor God, is what saved people do. In other words, if, if you're not unified together for the work of God and and, and, and you're at odds with somebody and so distracted, easily distracted from what the main thing ought to be, that's a characteristic, characteristic of somebody whose name is not in the book of life. But Paul says right here that, that we work together and we're unified as believers, and that's a characteristic of those who are in the book of life. It's my prayer this morning that every person that I look at and every person that's watching online, that we have that assurance that our names are in the book of life. And if they are, then we should act like it. And saved people, Christian people, we are unified together, not for our purpose or our cause, but for the glory of God to spread the gospel. Let's be unified together this year. Also, verses 4 through 5, let's be joyful. I love this. And, and I especially love the fact uh, that Paul is in prison when he writes this. I, I don't know that I would be able to to declare this if I were if my circumstances were like Paul's when he wrote this but look with me in verse verses 4 and 5 rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice <laughs> Paul's talking about joy who is it that should be joyful it should be the people of God because we know the way the truth and the life we have a personal walk with God Almighty the ones who made us for himself you talk about joy we ought to have joy sometimes though you know you see people that profess to be Christians and it looks like they're sucking on a lemon man they look so miserable uh, they, they just always mad about stuff all the time always pessimistic shouldn't be that way I'm telling you it ought to be sweeter it's it's a great thing to know God it's a great thing to have a relationship with the Lord and so Paul says let's be unified together for the sake of the gospel because your names are in the book of life. But look at this. Be joyful. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice means to delight. What is your delight this morning? Rejoice means to take pleasure. In other words, we delight and take pleasure in the Lord. What I've discovered is that when my delight or pleasure is in anything other than God, it never satisfies. It might bring some temporary satisfaction. You, you think about relationships. It's great to have friends. It's great to have relationships. But that can't compare to my personal relationship with God Almighty. You know, and, and so what is it this morning that you pleasure in, that you delight in? What is your pleasure? What's your delight? Family, friends, a hobby? Those things are not necessarily bad. I mean, I'm sure we got some deer hunters here this morning. You know, we got some fishermen here this morning. I'm sure we have those that have various hobbies and, and you know, maybe going golfing or something like that. I, I, love, I love to run. It's always funny when, when I tell people I love to run, the reactions, are you, are, who are you running from? You know, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and, um, and my name's not Forrest. People will say, run, Forrest, run. My name's not Forrest. 
But, you know, there's certain things that we enjoy. And maybe other people don't understand it or they don't enjoy it, but it's a hobby. It's something that we delight in. I'll tell you something that I've, I've enjoyed here since Christmas is I've got me a new toy. I've got me a drone. That's not a $1,000 drone or anything like that. It's just a little toy that I can fly up and it's got a camera on it and it's on my phone and I, I enjoy that. But, but I've, I've, I've got that thing stuck in a tree twice. And, um, and, I've, and I've, you know what I've done? Um, it's stuck in our maple tree at home, the very top branch on the tree. And, and when it was raining and gray, I couldn't see it. But when the sunshine came out, I could see it. And uh, there's, a, there's a sermon in that, by the way, when the sun shines. And, and, uh, but, but anyway, that, that drone, I could see it, and there it was. And, I, and I'm, my neighbors probably think I'm crazy. And, uh, and they probably are right. But, uh, but I'm throwing bats up there. Got some of the old youth baseball bats at Michael. I, I, I'm glad I'm able to get some returns on them again. You know, pull those bats out. I'm slinging it up in the tree, trying to pull that down. Why did I do that? Because I delight in it. I put some effort in it. I don't want my drone. I just got it. I don't want it to stay in the tree. I'm going to tell you another story. I, I, I thought it would be cool if I go down to the track at the high school and, uh, and get that drone up in the air and kind of get an overhead shot of, of me running. But here's the thing. You know, once I get that thing and, and it's, it's hovering where it needs to be, then I'll, I'll lay the drone down and I'll try to run, and all of a sudden it starts drifting. It's like, wait a minute, and i got to run back over here and get my remote, and I try to chase it. Well, here's what happened the other day. Um, I, got, I actually got the shot that I wanted, but the drone is, and it went right, uh, right through the field goal, man. It's like three points right through the field goal. And, it, and I'm trying to get it, but it's not responding, and it's just drifting. It's over the track now, and I'm running to the fence, and I'm just, come back, come back. And then it, it's hitting one of those trees. And the thing is, if you know anything about the, the football stadium there, uh, there's a huge drop-off. And so if you're at the track, you're looking eye level with trees. Well, that's where my drone was at. I could see it. And it's like it's bouncing on the limbs, and then it fell straight down. I said, good, I'll, I'll be able to find it. Well, my goodness, um, I wish we had a sky lift back there because, Lord, that, that's, that is not a remote area. And I walked back there, and I got to thinking, here I am out here in these remote woods. What if some dog comes up? And I've, I, know, I know some landowners back in there. They've got pictures of bear back in there. Here I am going to take on a bear back here, and, and I'm going to be laying here for, for who knows. Uh, hopefully my wife would miss me before too long. But, but I, I'm, I'm back here trying to, trying to find this drone. And, um, and then fortunately, me and Michael found it yesterday. Why did I do all that? Because I take delight in it. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's really, and I took some pictures of the church here. Trying to, I did stay away from that tree right there. But, but took some pictures. I, I, I delight. Nothing wrong with hobbies. Nothing wrong with hunting. Nothing wrong. When I mean, we got a national football game, uh, national championship football game coming up on, on Monday. And, and, um, and, and, and so there's nothing wrong with having hobbies and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. Anything that you put in place of God will break your heart. It, it, it will not satisfy you. You'll always long for more. And I can't think of a better way to illustrate this than you just, we have some, some students here this morning. Isn't it great when you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend and everything's going great? You put, if, if the, you make that your world, you'll be disappointed and you'll never be satisfied. Make sure Jesus is your delight. You want real joy in life? Look to the one who's perfect. Trust in him. I mean, we, we, if, if I'm trusting in popularity and I'm wanting to have friends and be well-liked and all of that, I'm putting unrealistic expectations on man because we're not perfect. We're going to let each other down. But Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Who's your delight? What's your pleasure this morning? Let's make sure in 2022 as we begin this new year that our delight is in the Lord. You know what the psalmist said in Psalm 1? Those that delight in the Lord, that meditate on God's Word, what they do will be blessed, and they'll be like a tree planted by the rivers. Whatever they do will, will be uh, fruitful and prosperous. That's the best way, is to delight and be joyful in the Lord. And, and notice this also. Uh, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. As we are joyful in the Lord, we desire God's way, desire God first, and His Word will, will always be satisfied. God's Word will always set. God's way will always satisfy. Also, um, when we put our joy and delight in the Lord, you know what we're going to do? We're going to treat others the right way. 
We're going to love others the way that we should. We'll be gentle with others. We'll be humble with others. Because I'm not looking to them for joy. I've already got it. I got it from God. They're not going to give me joy. If, if I'm looking to them for joy, I'll be disappointed. And I won't be satisfied. But I'm telling you that joy that comes in knowing the Lord, you can't find in anything or anybody else. You know what I'm talking about this morning? Let's be joyful. Joy of the Lord. And verse 5 makes it clear how we're going to treat others if we're joyful. We'll be gentleness. It'll be known to all men. Notice this. The Lord is at hand. Why, why is God our joy? Why do, we, why do we treat others with humility and gentleness? Because the Lord's at hand. He's coming again. And I pray that none of us would be, would be ashamed when He comes again. I pray that our focus is on God. That we're unified together as the body of Christ. Loving each other, serving God, being joyful. But also, notice verses 6 and 7. It's amazing how these go together. Unity, joy, and then prayer. Let's be prayerful. Isn't it something that unity and joy follow prayer? Goes along with prayer. I love this passage of scripture. This is actually the verses I shared in FCA on Friday morning with, with, our, with our high school students. And, and this, these two verses of Scripture is kind of my go-to passage. What I mean by that is when, when life gets hard, when life gets complicated, when, when difficulties come and I don't understand, I'm grateful for the victory that these passages of Scripture gives me, for the comfort these passages of Scripture give me. And I pray this morning that it would do the same for you. Notice verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we read this and we think, really what this is saying is, you don't, have, don't worry about anything. Well, a lot of times, because our lack of trust in the Lord and lack of prayer, Lack of joy because we're not focused on God as we should. We read a verse like this and we think that's impossible to not worry about anything. We just worry. That's what we do. Well, there's a better way. And you know how to replace our worry with the peace of God? Prayer. Let's be prayerful. The most powerful thing, the greatest thing that we can do is pray. Get in touch with God. Pour your heart out to God. Be prayerful. Oh, if there's one thing that I could declare to Liberty First Baptist Church this morning, that I pray that we would make sure that we include in our new year and that we, that we improve on in our new year, and that's be prayerful. Let's call on the Lord. Let's get to know God. Oh, listen, Jesus paid it all. He paid a supreme price that you and I could know Him and that we could call on His name. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Isn't that true? We go through anxieties. A lot of times it's our own fault because we're not going to the Lord. We're not praying like we should. Be prayerful. And Paul says here that when we pray, we actually are trading or replacing our anxieties with the peace of God that passes all understanding. And I love the fact that Paul says, let your request, not just one request, but let your request, plural, be made known unto God. And when we do pray, what will happen is it will change our perspective. He may, it may not change our, our circumstance. God may not change it. That may be God's will for us to endure what we're enduring. But when we pray, it will change our perspective. And we'll have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You can't find that in a bottle. You can't find that in a drug. You can't find that in money. You can't find that in relationships. The peace of God that passes all understanding only comes from God Himself. And we as believers can know of this peace. And notice this, and I didn't mention this at FCA. My time got away from me. But notice this, what happens when we pray and we receive God's peace that passes all understanding. You know what it does? It actually guards our hearts. That's what we need. We need to have our hearts guarded by God Himself. And you know what else it does? It guards our minds. Our imaginations go crazy, don't they? 
we begin to worry about things and we dream up stuff that's not even real. Well, well what remedies that? Prayer, talk to God, tell God. It might be a, it might be a, a situation at work. It might be health related. It might be family related. Something that just means so much to you and what you especially need is the peace of God that will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. His peace. That's really a, a military term. The army of God. You talk about angel armies. Man, I want them surrounding me. God at work protecting and guarding my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's a way to live. Right there is be prayerful. The peace of God. But then in closing, and this is one that oftentimes is, is lacking. Be meditative. In other words, what do we meditate on? We meditate. Well, Paul tells us here. We, do we meditate on evil? Lustful thoughts and sin? Things that, that's ungodly? Is that what we meditate on? No, that robs you of joy. You certainly will be lacking peace if, if that's the case. But notice what verses 8 and 9 say that we should think on and meditate on. It's the good godly things. Let's replace the evil, in the, which is hard to do because we're so surrounded by it. It's on, it's on your phones. It's on the TV. It's on the radio. It's on, it's on your playlist. Or really it shouldn't be. But we, we surround ourselves a lot of times with evil and ungodliness. But what should we meditate on as, as believers? Notice this in verses 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever things are what? True. Whatever things are noble, just, pure, lovely. Whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue or anything is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know what? That's where the battle's at right here. What we think. If you want to cha change the way you live, change the choices you make, then change the way you think. And this right here tells us how to think. Praiseworthy, noble, true, just. Don't feed on a bunch of half-truths and lies. Gossip, things that may or may not be true. Somebody comes to you and shares a bit of this or that. You know, don't, don't enter. What's true? That's what we ought to meditate on. What is true? What's noble? Our minds ought to be focused on godly things. Things that are praiseworthy. And then verse 9 says that we should not only, you know, think about good godly things, but we should also put them into practice. Don't just think about it, but do it. <laughs> and that's, that's what Paul says here. Paul lived in such a way that he could tell the believers, the things that you've seen and heard in me, you do those things too. Parents, can we say that? Can we say that to our kids? The things you've seen in my life, the things you've heard in my life, do it. Are we the kind of example that we could tell our students and our kids? Is that the example that we live? I pray that it is. And if not, let's change that this morning. You know, good parenting is not, don't do what I do, do what I say. That's not good parenting. Good parenting says, you can do what I do too. And I pray that that's the case. And Paul, notice this as we close in, in verse 9. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Oh, there's that word again, peace. So we think about being joyful and being prayerful, what we should think and meditate on. I pray that we'll apply this to our hearts and lives this morning as we face a new year, what we think about. Maybe there's some garbage that we just need to lay it aside, chunk it out. Maybe there's some, some changes that need to be made. Maybe this morning we're not praying like we should. I don't think there would be one Christian here this morning that would say, Pastor Mark, my prayer life is exactly where it needs to be. Maybe this morning we just need to come and say, Lord, I, I just commit to you a better prayer life. I've left you out of a lot of things. And anytime we leave God out of things, it, it'll cause confusion and despair and we won't have joy. We'll rob ourselves of joy. But it's amazing what a little talk with Jesus will do. That's what we need. And this, this morning I pray that God is speaking that we'll desire to respond. How, how are you living right now? How do you want to live in 2020? I pray that it could be said of every person here a year from now that we applied Philippians 4 verses 2 through 9 to our hearts and lives. And it'll change us. We'll have an increased faith. We'll have stability and joy and peace. Boy, that's what I want. That's what I pray for you here this morning. Let's be united together, not for our cause, but for the cause of the gospel. 
Let's be joyful in the Lord. Let's make sure our delight is in God. Let's be as enthusiastic about the Lord as we are when our favorite team scores a touchdown or when they win. Let, let's be, let's be uh, joyful in the Lord. Let's be prayerful. Let's call on God. Let's, let's meditate on the things of God. Good things, noble things, things that are true and, and praiseworthy. I pray we'll apply this to our hearts this morning. Heavenly Father, oh Lord, I pray that you'll have your way in our hearts this morning. Lord, you know the work that needs to be done in us today. You know us better than we know ourselves. And I pray that we would just respond to you, God, as you speak. Lord, maybe there's, there's some things that we've lacked praying about. And because of that, maybe we lack joy in our life. Lord, I pray that we commit today. And I pray, Lord, that you would have your way and will in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand together. Donna's going to lead us in this wonderful hymn of invitation. What a great message for us right now as we consider responding to God's way. Would you come? Come this morning. I just want to remind those of us that are parents or, or leaders, you know, can we say to our kids or to our students the things that you've seen and heard in me do that? And if not, I pray that we'll commit today to be that kind of parent, to be that kind of leader, and that we'll trust God with prayer and we'll have the joy of the Lord. Man, that's what I pray for every one of us. The peace of God and the joy of the Lord will be magnified poured out on us as we trust God more and more. I want us to pray about something this morning. Um, many of you know Reese Dameron has, has been missing for days. And uh, the, uh, I know someone that has, has talked with, uh, with, with Johnny here the, uh, just recently. They have no idea where she's at. And we know that God knows. And we just want to close this morning calling on the Lord and asking for God's mercy and asking for God's protection and um, that, that she can be found and uh, would be brought back uh, to her family. So uh, uh, let's, let's join our hearts together now and, and let's pray for Reese. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And we ask right now, Lord, for your mercy. God, I, our hearts break for Johnny and Kelly, for their family. And Lord, we just want to look to you right now and ask God for your help. Lord, you know exactly where she is and the circumstance, and we just, again, pray for your mercy. I pray for a hedge of protection about her. I know there's evil people out there, Lord, that, that could get their hands on her, and I pray, Lord, that wouldn't happen. God, I pray for her safety, and Lord, I ask that you would help her, Lord, 
Maybe someone at the high school, some friend or someone, Lord, somebody knows something and somebody will speak out, God, that, that she'll be returned home safely. We pray for her. I pray for her heart. God, that even now she might sense, Lord, that someone's praying for her and the need, Lord, to go back to the ones on this earth that love her the most, her mom and dad. And Lord, I pray for her. We lift her up to you and ask for your protection. Encourage Johnny and Kelly right now. And I pray for the police and those that are searching God. Give them the wisdom. Help somebody to see something. We just ask God that she'll be found. And we'll give you the praise and glory for it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Uh, one other thing I want to mention to you. Um, Lisa Boozer, our administrative assistant, shared with me this week that uh, she has given me her resignation. And so she is going to continue to work through January the 28th. And uh, she'll be going over uh, to uh, Jones Avenue Baptist Church. And she'll also be uh, at Eastside Baptist Church as well. So I, I wanted to just make you aware of that. Um, our deacons, we're going to be meeting this afternoon and um, going to be, uh, you know, talking about some options and things like that. So we just, you know, we just covet your prayers. And um, I appreciate Lisa. She's been here for over 16 years now. And, um, and so she's come up on a, a situation. She said she prayed about it. And, and she just feels like this is the Lord opening the door for her. So we pray for her and, and wish her well. And uh, let's just pray as we, in these next several weeks, uh, look to uh, fill this position that God would, uh, would guide and direct. So thank you again for being here. We'll be back in Philippians 4 tonight. So I hope you'll be back with us at 6 o'clock. God bless. Have a great day, everyone.